What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Badgers. We're talking odds. Odds are coming out for the Badgers. That means the season is getting closer and closer. We're going to discuss the Badgers' Big Ten title odds, winning the West, over, under for the season, Heisman Trophy odds, and potentially make a little bit of fun of the Gophers, as always, on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. Fun show. Can't wait. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Really do appreciate y'all tuning in again and again, just letting us be a small part of your life. Um, it's an awesome, awesome and humbling experience to build this community, build it with great people like Rajiv coming in here. There we go. Um, Rajiv, what's going on, my friend? You know we got to play. Badgers winning a national title? Absolutely. Going on final four runs? Why not? It's Believe with Rajiv on today's Locked On Badgers. And today it's going to be Believe with my odd picks and, and my bet picks. So we'll see how that goes today. That's a great, listen, that's a great um, intro to play on today's show specifically, <laughs> right? Because yeah. there's, I think there's going to be a lot of Believe with Rajiv today, which I'm here for. Um, <laughs> We, we talked about it a little bit on our, our basketball draft show, uh, just in one of our ad reads, some of the lines coming out. And we like, uh, you, this is your idea, and I thought it was great. Let, let's have a show. with. Let's talk about these odds. Um, we're going to start here, uh, Big Ten West odds for the Badgers. Okay, um, And again, all these are coming out, which means the season is almost here. All right, here's, here's the odds. To win the Big Ten West, Wisconsin is plus 130. So they are the favorites to win the Big Ten West. All these odds, according to FanDuel as well. Uh, Wisconsin plus 130, Iowa plus 250 is second, Minnesota plus 450, Illinois plus 650, Nebraska plus 1500. I think we can probably cut it there. Um, <laughs> right. I don't think we need to go anywhere past. We, we really probably don't need to go past Illinois, to be honest. Um, for anyone tuning in who's maybe not aware, plus 130, plus 250, what that means is if you bet $100 and it's plus 130, you're going to win 130 on that bet. That's what those odds mean. It used to trip me up for the longest time, not really knowing what that meant. Uh, so, Reggie, I'm going to kick this over to you. Again, here's the top four. Nebraska or Wisconsin plus 130, Iowa plus 250, Minnesota plus 450, Illinois plus 650. Yeah, I mean, clearly I'm taking the Badgers on this one because of what Obviously, we've seen, we've talked about ad nauseum with what this 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 program is doing and everything that's happening. But can I interrupt you one quick? I want I want to be very clear on something though. Are yeah. You, are you would, are you just taking the Badgers or with these odds? If you were a better and had a hundred dollars, because certainly there's more value on Iowa. If you totally, totally, chance. totally, and I was going to get to that. Yeah, I mean oh, for bad. sure, I'm picking the Badgers because I obviously like I think it's it's there. What's interesting to me about these lines is that clearly Vegas is feeling the same way about this because when you go from plus one thirty to plus two fifty, that's a pretty big jump and Iowa is a team that, that has shown pedigree in the West obviously the West is not very deep it's going to be one of these top teams so that really says a lot the fact that we're plus 130 right now which I think is it's great it's good for us because if Vegas feels a certain way about us I'm happy about that as well um, and I think Minnesota plus 450 that's to me that's really just bad value because I, I don't think anyone should ever bet on Minnesota to win anything because uh, you're just throwing your money away Illinois plus 650 is actually interesting to me. I think that's there will be people that that, that that's that's really good value for a Brett Bielema coach team. Obviously, I don't think they're going to win the West, but they clearly have taken leaps, taken steps forward. Mm -hmm. They lost their defensive coordinator to Purdue, but I do feel like that's pretty good odds. But given what's here, the fact that Wisconsin's plus 130, that's basically even money. That's basically them saying, look, 
Wisconsin is going to win the West, then that this is what I find really interesting. We're going to talk about it down the line in another bet. But I definitely I, I love these lines for Wisconsin because it shows that clearly, you know, everything that's happening with the program, with bringing in the, the transfer portal that we did and Mordecai and, you know, the, with Phil Longo, obviously, this is pretty reflective of what of what I expected. Interestingly enough, what if Paul Christ was still here? What would these odds look like? Right? We're, we're probably sitting at the plus 450 line right now. So that shows you how much of a difference Luke Fickle and Phil Longo have made in these odds. Because the fact that we're basically even money to win the West, which we all expect, that's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, man. Paul Christ was here. Because again, if Paul Christ is here, you don't have Mordecai, you don't have right. Longo, you don't have a lot of pieces. Which is why we'd probably be in that Minnesota spot. Exactly. So uh, maybe you'd have, uh, I don't even know. I don't even want to venture. Um, I, to me, so Iowa feels undervalued here to me. They, they really do. I Listen, Iowa won eight games last year with the 128th best offense in college football. That's, that's getting better. You, you, I mean, it just, it's going to be better. McNamara is a real quarterback. Um, I love Eric Alda tight end coming in, somebody we recruited. They have still have a ferocious defense. That secondary is incredible. Um, you know, Cooper DeGene is an M- NFL guy surrounded by veterans. I, I, two plus two fifty just seems low for them, and plus one thirty seems a little too high for us. It it feels like, and this has been the age old conversation with with Vegas and with betting lines, right? They're, they're not just setting it necessarily on exactly what they think will happen. There's also a public perception and where the money's going to go aspect to, to Vegas lines. And I think they know Luke Fickle stirs the pot, right? I think they know Luke Fickle from a, from a emotional standpoint, from a media standpoint, from a hype standpoint, that definitely stirs the pot more than Kirk Ferentz for the 27th year or whatever it is. I, I would still take Wisconsin here. I would, I would not take these lines though. If I, if I had a hundred dollars, I I'm putting my hundred dollars somewhere else is what I would say. Cause one thirty to me feels a little too high in Wisconsin first year staff. And I I'm telling you, I'm not sleeping on Iowa. That, that for, defense is going to be good. And that offense is going to be better in my opinion. For sure. And well, the offense being better is a bit of a stretch. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> the crazy thing though, is like they were an eight win team with the worst offense yeah. possible. Right. Just imagine if that offense is, Take it from train wreck to mediocre, right? I mean, yeah. that's a scary team potentially. For sure. I mean, and and yeah, if I'm an Iowa believer or an Illinois believer, these are this is good value. I mean, plus mm-hmm. two fifty, plus six for Illinois. That's that's really good value for a team that that just it historically has finished near the bottom of the West, but clearly is on the rise. Yeah, I'm definitely betting on those two teams if I am a believer in the in them. And the, to, to my first point, there, there's differences in what I think will happen and where I think the if I had a literally just a $100 bill in my pocket, where is that bet going? Um, I've never in my life bet against Wisconsin. So on this one, I would probably just save my hundred and bet somewhere else. I just don't think you're getting great value for Wisconsin here. It's, it's still going to be hard to win the West. Illinois is better. Uh, Minnesota's beat us two out of the last three years. I, I believe in Iowa. I would hold off on this one. But if you're told me, if you were just asking me, who do you think is winning the West? No, I do think Wisconsin is going to win this division. Yeah, I just don't love the value of the line here. Yep, Fair enough. All right, let's move on to... Uh, we're going to do a quick one here. Minnesota over under seven and a half uh, is a line set by FanDuel. That is plus 134. Here's, I'll, I'll just kick this one because this one's quick. They're not getting – if you're going to beat that line, you need Minnesota with eight wins. They're not getting eight wins. I don't think they're getting seven wins, right? They are playing their, – their crossover schedule is brutal. They got Ohio State and Michigan. They have to go on the road to Iowa. Um, they do have a talented receiving core. They have a really good tight end. They also have a quarterback that literally had one good game last year. They're replacing Mo Ibrahim. They, 
last year was their season to win the, the Big Ten West. It really was. They are not getting seven wins. I don't know if they're getting six wins this year. I think they're a five or six win team tops. I would, in fact, it. I might take my $100 bill that I said I have in my pocket. I'm saving for a better bet. bet. I'm putting it Minnesota is not getting over seven and a half. I don't see any chance. Yeah, I agree. This to me is a total lock. I found this line today. And I had, I was like, oh, Brian, we got to talk about this. This is a joke. I mean, Minnesota, five, six wins at best. If mm-hmm. it was five and a half, that's the discussion, right? That's like, okay. If it's six and a half, forget it. I mean, there's there's no chance. There, there's no way. Ibrahim was such a cog in that system and mm-hmm. that offense and everything he brought to them. This is not happening. Definitely take the under, lock it in. And by the way, as much as Tanner Mordecai was not beloved, he was a really steady, good compliment to Mo Ibrahim, a really steady player in their system that could run the RPO. We don't know what Kalamakis is going to do in a whole season. It could be a train wreck. And if it's a train wreck and you don't have Mo Ibrahim and you're playing a crossover with Michigan and Ohio State, you're going to win four games. Like, it's going to be a disaster. So, yeah, we agree on that one. All right, let's take a quick break for friends of the show where we got all these lines from over at FanDuel. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk um, over and under for the Badgers. Where are, where's, well, I guess I'm guessing where I know Rajiv is at on the Badgers <laughs> over and under. We're going to talk about that plus their chance at winning the Big Ten title coming up next on Locked on Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It's who we go to to get all of our lines, to get all of our action. All these lines from today's show are from FanDuel. I've talked about it a lot. I bet with my heart. It is what it is. I've never bet against the Badgers, Suns, Niners, or Braves in my life. I don't bet an over-under against them because I never want to be disappointed. Um, so with my heart, I've already told you I'm going to bet on – I'm going to throw a futures parlay on the Niners, the Braves, and the Suns, all winning titles, all winning championships this upcoming year. I'm going to put 200 bucks on it. And if I win, listen, I'll buy some Badger helmets and give it out to the to the Locked On fam. That's what we'll do with it. But – FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh, join today, get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets for first time sign up, guys. Um, it's a great value, super safe, secure, easy to use app. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go get started today. All right, let's bring Rajiv back in um, and just continue this conversation. So, Rajiv, let, let's go now. We talked about winning the Big Ten West. Let's move on to the Big Ten. Let's go on to the, the big deal here. Um, Wisconsin's lines here obviously come down a little bit. It starts with Ohio State leading the way on this one, which uh, we talked a little bit earlier. I think that's interesting by itself. Ohio State plus 165, Michigan plus 185, Penn State plus 600, Wisconsin plus 800, Iowa plus 1,200. And I think we can cut it there. This to me is the most interesting one. And this is where I would put my money um, because the value that you are getting for Wisconsin at plus Mm -hmm. 800 is crazy good. Let's look at this objectively. So, this is a team that we just said in the first segment that they're getting, they're basically even money to win the West. So in essence, if, if, if they're getting plus 130, it's they're the favorites. <clears throat> what you're basically saying is you're getting eight to one odds for one game, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's one game against Michigan or Ohio State. I get that. But if Wisconsin was in that game, let's say we lose to Ohio State. Let's say we still have a decent season, <clears throat> nine, 10 wins, whatever. We get to that championship game. Our odds to win that game on that day are probably plus 300, plus 375, something like that, not plus 800. And this is in essence what you're getting because the likelihood of Wisconsin making it to that game, it's frankly, is very high. So then you're basically saying eight to one odds to, to win the Big Ten. I'm taking that. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I hope so. But that's going to be a stretch to beat, to beat one of those big two big teams. But eight to one odds, I mean, how can you not jump on that? And I, I find that really interesting. Even Iowa, plus 1,200. 
like any team in the West that gets there, it's one game, guys. This is still a two-division conference for one more year. These are ridiculously good odds. I, this is where I'm putting my money on the Badgers. Would you almost be tempted just to, to take that 100, split it into 250s, and put 50 each on Iowa and Wisconsin? I mean, if you're really trying to just kind of play those odds there. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I'm not betting on Iowa, but I think that it's – but you're right. <laughs> the value is there. The, the value is really there because it's one game now. I know Vegas also is, is taking into account that the West has never won this game. So that mm-hmm. obviously, you know, plays into it. But I, I do just feel like how can you not take eight to one odds? Because I'm telling you, they're going to get to that game. And on that day, you'll never get odds this good. So take them now. Well, and to, to your point, I mean, that, that's a great point. And this really is where that value comes into play. Like, I agree with everything you said there. You're, you're going to get a one-off against a great team, but – We've seen Wisconsin get close. Like yeah. we, we have seen it. Um, obviously, close doesn't really matter much, but it shows that you can on any given day, because those Wisconsin teams weren't better than those Ohio State teams. But on any given day, you know, you get a, a different bounce or, or whatever happens. Yeah, I, I like these odds. I think I think it's interesting to me still that Ohio State is has a slightly better or is considered a slight favorite over Michigan. Um, I think you just kind of at some point figure that Ohio State can't lose to Michigan three years in a row, right? Like, it's just one of those things that's not going to happen. But Michigan's got the returning quarterback. I, I I don't know, man. I would have Michigan as a favorite still. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that you're seeing this is obviously the Ohio State-Michigan game itself. Like, I, and I don't I, – you, I don't know. I don't have in front of, in front of me what the West – the East Division winners, the, the odds are there. But it's obviously pretty similar. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State gets to the championship game, I'm guessing that the the feeling is here that they think Ohio State has a better chance to beat any team from the West because of just the pedigree that they have. Michigan, I think, is the better team. I'm I'm taking Michigan if I'm picking one of those two teams. I said that on the other show because I just feel like they're they're the better team, the better quarterback. But Ohio State has such dominance over the West that if they get there – if they do beat Michigan to get to this game, then I feel like these odds are fairly appropriate. But I still would have Michigan a bit higher, but I can see kind of the thinking because they do. They've just – they've really <laughs> dominated our, our division for quite some time. Yeah, unfortunately, it's true. But good that they're going away, by the way. We've talked about that on previous shows. I'm done with the divisions. I, I really yeah. am sick of this. If you if you get there, you didn't really deserve it. Nonsense. And if, if you – I don't know. I'm just sick of it. I, I don't think it does anybody any favors to be considered in the little sister division. I, I really don't. I think it puts everybody down a notch. Um, all right. So I think we're there. We agree. A great value. That's one I, I could definitely see myself taking to not just talking great value, but I, I'm a, I like rooting along, right? So if I have a little scratch in the game, I, I could see Wisconsin getting to that, like you said, championship game. And with Luke Fickle, I finally feel for the first time in – when was the last time you felt like Wisconsin had a real shot in a big game? Well, def- defining big game as beating Ohio State, is that really what a you're... A big 10 championship game, which is a, an enormous game. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, it probably, gosh, I would say, you know, the year that we were up uh, 21-7 in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack I feel like Cone that, had a really good first half. Yeah, that, that, I feel like that was probably the, the year that I thought we had at least a chance going in, but it's not, frankly, it's not that not been that often because with the Paul Chris system, we didn't really have a lot of that big game capability. And now, now how do you feel? Like, do you feel going into a big game against a more talented on paper roster, which Ohio state is, but don't you feel like now, no matter what, we're going to have a boxer's chance. That's because that's a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like I said it the other day when we were doing our fantasy draft that I think the Wisconsin line right now is 10 and a half uh, against um, Ohio state. Maybe it's nine and a half. I like Wisconsin there because it's a home game. It's at night, which, which always kind of adds a little more spice to it. But 
we're, we're, we're talking about an Ohio State guy who coached there for years, who knows that, who knows what they do there, and knows the pedigree of Ohio State, meaning he knows how to win. And Luke mm-hmm. Fickle's bringing a winner's mentality that we've not had here. Then you couple that with Longo's high-flying offense. I think all these teams are going to be surprised by what we can do. We've got a lot of good talent at skill positions, quarterback, running back, everything. Why not, right? Why can we not get it done this time? I'll tell you why not, because they have 84 four-star guys. <laughs> I, right? like, I, I, I hear you. <clears throat> you and I are in the same wavelength, at least in terms of Luke Fickle, who, this roster, the talent he's brought in, Phil Longo, the gap is closed this offseason. Right. You and I, I mean, are I, I will, I will say that we – you know, we, um, Justin and I, I know we're, we're talking about maybe going to the Ohio State Wisconsin game. I've generally not wanted to go to that game because I feel like it's just going to be a loss. And why am I traveling across the country for it? But I want to be at this game because the, the, the electricity is going to be there mm-hmm. just because it's fickle against Ohio State. I mean, anything's going to happen. And it's at the camp at night. Here we go. Can we also point out now we're getting off on the segue, but this is a good segue. It is the the opportunity to be present at the first flagpole game of the Luke Fickle era. Yeah. Right. The flagpole games are the games you remember, you know, planting the flag in midfield. It, it's those are the type of games you look back at. You don't you, you don't every game I've been to has been fun for the most part, but you don't look back and say, remember that Indiana game I was at? You know, super great. Right. But if you were at the Ohio State game in Fickle's first year, if he knocks them off in Madison. In prime time, are you kidding me? That's a game. Yet in yesterday's show, Rajiv, I want to do a show about this too with you. I talked about who are who are your campfire players, right? Thirty years from now, you're camping around a fire and you're talking to your grandkids and you're saying, "I saw Melvin Gordon play. Like I, <laughs> I saw him." And you say it in like hushed tones, right? Like I saw him play. Yeah. This would be one of those campfire games. Like I was there when Fickle beat Ohio State. His first. I was at, I was at the game when we beat Ohio State. It was a night game. I can't remember if it was. Oh, two or oh, three. They were number one, I think, or we were number 19. I can't remember exactly what it was, uh, but it was um, I, we, we were there. I rushed the field. It was incredible. Yeah. Like that atmosphere was just so awesome. And yeah, I, that's why I want to be there again, because I feel like this is that year that we might be able to get it done. That's a that's an incredible experience, Rajiv. That that game watching on TV was incredible. Yeah, I got us off topic. Let's keep going here. Um, I want to get into this one. Wisconsin over under. 8.5 uh, over 8.5 is minus 128. So you are getting better odds. If you take the under on this, taking the over, you're not going to get quite the same odds. That being said, we've talked about this before, just to rehash where I'm at. I'm not hundred percent sure what your final record prediction was on this, but I have us at at least nine wins. I have us on the over here. Yeah. hundred percent. I actually think that it would be a much bigger discussion if it was nine and a half, then mm-hmm. I think we'd have a lot to work on. I'm so, I'm kind of surprised that it's not nine and a half given the schedule, like the way it lays out for us. I really think nine wins to me is pretty much that's where I'm not I'm not going to say floor because that's a bit of a stretch, but I that's really where we need to be. And if we don't hit nine, I think you can talk about maybe where, depending on where the losses came from. Was, was it a disappointing season? I really don't know, but I think nine is where we need to be. So definitely taking the over on this for sure. I, I, even though it's minus one twenty eight, yeah, I mean you you, know, you don't get the value out of it, but that's okay. I mean you're still if, if, if you believe that we're going to get nine wins, it's still it's still good money. Right, exactly. That's that's a great point. If, if you're pretty sure on it, I mean, at some point, it's forget value. It's free money. Not free money. Not right? free. There's risk. There's always risk. No, but if the, you're, the, the, the city, the city that I live in was not built on a bunch of wins, let me tell you. Poor, poorly worded. Uh, <laughs> but if you really feel good about it, then minus 120, it's not terrible odds. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's a better way to phrase it. Um, and again, I, I have a said nine wins, and I baked in a loss to Washington State, which I – 
if if you really held me a gun like gunpoint and said who do you think's gonna win, I think Wisconsin wins that game. I just feel like it could be a loss. Now, the one thing that we we fans, I feel like we don't do a great job of factoring in Rajiv, guys like you and me, really hardcore fans. We don't do a great job of factoring in the fact that every season you lose a game that you don't really think you should lose. Right. And I've said that Purdue is that game that I'm worried about. I'm going to that game. It's at night, Friday night in, in West Lafayette. I'll be there. My family's from Lafayette. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the game that really scares me as a team. By the way, they're like plus 2,000. Right. Purdue was to, to win the West, I think, even. I mean, really bad odds. So, but I'm worried about that. That's kind of going to be that game that I, that I think we're going to drop. And I hope not, but we'll see. Right. Hudson card going there. All right, um, we're going to take a very quick break. Then we're going to come back. We have a, several more to get through, um, including, including. Um, let's see, we got we did Minnesota. Heisman. We got Heisman. We got two different Heisman guys uh, over under for the uh, Wisconsin Iowa game, which I think that line is super interesting. <laughs> um, so we got more to get into on this great show with Rajiv. But first, a quick break for friends of the show. And a quick second to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in. Um, I wanted to leave Rajiv on here just to say thank you, because uh, I definitely want to extend that to guys like Rajiv and Justin and Dylan, who also come in and they, they, they put a lot of time into this as well. And I don't know if they always get the accolades, although Rajiv is quickly building a cult like following online for his belief with Rajiv. Um, not, 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 with, not, not with my uh, draft. People did not like my, with my basketball. Draft the other day. Uh, it was Alondo Tucker. I told I you, you can't. How can you not take him? You, listen, there was one guy who came to your defense and said, hey, you're getting the best version of Tucker at Wisconsin as a player. Those were the yeah. rules. That is technically correct. Right. Still think he's going to kill your locker room, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, let's talk Let's talk Heisman because this one's really interesting to me. So Braylon Allen uh, on FanDuel, again, all these odds coming off FanDuel, plus 8,000 to win the Heisman. Tanner Mordecai plus 10,000. To me, this is really obvious. You, you take Tanner Mordecai. Um, but I, I'm curious where you're at with this regime. And then I want to jump back in. I actually don't think it's that obvious. Mm. I think um, I think Braylon Allen is the pick for me, and I understand that you know the Heisman is generally to a quarterback, and if Tanner Mark has a great year, who can, who knows what can happen? But we've talked um, a few times about how Braylon Allen is going to not is going to be running into six man boxes this year for the first time. Uh, frankly, a Wisconsin running back for the first time in a while running into mm. not a loaded box, and I feel like Braylon Allen could just go off this year and have a season similar to seasons that we've had from our, some of our top, top guys like Gordon and ball and Taylor. I abs- I think that I, because of the fact that this is a new offense and, be- and because he's going to be used in different ways, I feel like he actually, these odds, it does make sense for him to be a little bit, um, you know, higher odds than Mordecai. I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm guessing you're going to talk about the passing offense, things like that. I hear mm-hmm. that, but boy, oh boy. Braylon Allen could really take off this year because we are spreading it out and he is a tank. He is a super athletic guy. That's just tough and big and he's going to run over people. And I I think he could have such a massive year that I still like, I still like him over Mordecai and the Heisman. That's interesting. And, and I love, I love the, the, the different viewpoints on this. I think, again, we get smarter and better when we have different viewpoints. And it's one of the reasons I love having you on the show. Uh, Here's the thing. It's a quarterback award, and if it doesn't go to a quarterback, it goes to an Alabama running back. Like, like that's just – I hate it. I think the Heisman has, has become a little shambolic in a way. Um, we've seen in recent history Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, and Monte Ball have five of the greatest individual running back seasons in the last 50 years of college football, and none of them got 
none of them were a reasonable shot to win the Heisman, right? None, Melvin Gordon finished second, but he was a landslide away from Mariota. Like he was not in that discussion. Um, I can't live in a world where, where I believe a Wisconsin running back will ever get a fair shake. It's it's just not it's just not what we've seen, right? Melvin Gordon had 2,700 yards. Monte Ball had 39 touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor averaged 2,000 yards a season and six plus yards per carry. And none of them, again, none of them had a shot because it's you're either a quarterback for a blue blood or you're the random Alabama running back that gets it thrown to you. And I mean, that's the Heisman criteria. And because of that, I think it's Mordecai. I think it has to be the quarterback. And then you factor in that Phil Longo is going to be here and his quarterbacks have done incredible things. And we have a deep receiving room. And I, I think we talked about Braylon Allen is he's going to share carries with Chaz. Like they, they want to split those carries up. So I think for all of those reasons, I would, and, and I get better value, right. I'm plus 10,000 vice plus 8,000. Although at that point, the value is great either way, but I, yeah, I, I mean, would a hundred to one, 80 to one, right. pretty good. Pretty right. good. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear that. And I think I still, you know, romanticize about the Heisman and when Ron Dane won it and like the best, is it the best player in college football? And because you're right, it's a quarterback award and, and I hear that. So, but I, I just think that, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're probably right just because it's quarterback award, but man, you, the guy could really have an incredible season Mm -hmm. and like, let's also factor in the schedule too, right? Looking at the schedule, who we're playing, how many wins can we rack up? Can we get to the championship game of of the big 10 and maybe even win that. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that if we are successful as a team, he's going to get looked at a little more. So you know, anything can happen. But these odds, by the way, they're they're pretty far down the list. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of guys up there. Obviously, Caleb Williams is the favorite from USC. So do I think either of these guys are going to win? Absolutely not. I'm not going to put my money on him. It is inter- interesting discussion though to see the disparity between mm-hmm. the eight, eight and the ten thousand. I'm curious here. What does a a great Braylon Allen season look like for you? He's averaged about 1,300 yards a season so far. His first year over six per carry. Last year about 5.8. And this is off the top of my head. But um, what does a great Braylon Allen? If you you talked about he he really shows out. We use him in different yeah. ways. Not running against a stacked box. How many yards are there in a perfect year for Braylon Allen? I mean, boy. I mean, there's. I could see a potential. This is this is a bit of a stretch. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but. They're based on this system and what's going to happen now. The, the number of carries is really going to be the, the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, will he get that many? But you could see a 2000 yard rusher out of him just because of how much space there's going to be to run into. I don't know. I'm not, I would take the under if that was what it was set at, but that to me would be what it would take for him to be in that Heisman discussion is a, probably a 2000 yard season. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If I if I told you I could guarantee health on Braylon Allen, would you then take the over on two thousand? No, I'm not taking over on two thousand because of the Longo system. Frankly, that's the reason I wouldn't take it. But I mean, I, I would I would take over sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred, but not two thousand. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, let's go to this one. This is our last line of the day. This one's this one's fun. Um, no, actually, we got one more to check on too. But this is the last. I would call, say line with normal odds. Wisconsin at Iowa over under thirty eight point five. It's such a weird line because we have no idea really how much better Iowa's offense is going to be. We don't really, I mean, honestly, we speculate, but we don't really know what Longo's offense with Mordecai and this, these new weapons are going to look like. We don't really know what Trestle's defense is going to look like. Over under 38.5, Wisconsin, Iowa. In the past, that's an automatic under. Right. Where are you at now? I'm still on the under because mm-hmm. Iowa's got a very good defense. And 
their offense is so bad, and I don't think it's going to get any better. I know that you think it might get a little better. I don't. So I say that Wisconsin, that Iowa maybe puts up seven to 10 points on us. And I feel like we are going to put up probably maybe 21, 24 at that most. So that to me is still under. And that's why to me, I think it's an easy under really. I mean, if, if, if it's going to be over, that means Iowa's going to have to score 14 to 17 points on us. That's not going to happen. Like there's no way that that offense with that offensive coordinator and everything that they've been doing are going to put up more than 10, 14 points on us. It's not going to happen. And also conversely, Iowa's defense is really strong. I don't think we're going to go out there and put up 40 on them. No, that, that's well said. I'm under as well, although it is wild, right, that you you have already thrown Iowa scoring 10 points and that's a ludicrous trash can, right? That is insane. It just speaks to how terrible they were last year. They're going to be better, though. Like, I really think – I really believe you're going to be better because you you a Power 5 team can't be that bad twice in a row. Statistically, like, it just doesn't happen. They brought in a new quarterback who I do like as a game manager – I think they're going to be better, but at, at its best, that offense still grinds time, right? It still mucks up the game. They have long drives. They run the ball a lot. Um, they're going to do the the typical, we're playing an air raid team. Let's take the air out of the ball, run 35 seconds each time off the clock. They're going to limit possessions. Because of that, this is an under for me. Iowa's defense is incredibly good. They always are. They're still loaded, by the way, even after losing um, a great linebacker. They lost Van Ness in the 13th pick in the draft. They're still absolutely loaded. Phil Parker is incredible. I think it's going to be like a, I would think like a 20 to 17 game, 20 to 14 game, which puts you four to five, six points right underneath that 38. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I, listen, until Kirk Ferentz decides to replace his son and offensive coordinator, I'm not ever going to believe in Iowa's offense. I don't care who they bring in in the portal. <laughs> That's fair. I, it's so funny too because all I'm saying is they're going to be better than the 128th in in the country, right? They have to be. That if they're 110th, they've improved, right? Like that's incredible to me. Fair, fair. Um, we're going to finish up here. This is this is this is one of my favorite lines of the night, uh, Rajiv. I, I'm thankful you brought this one up because I think this one's fun. Undefeated regular season, Wisconsin plus 1900. I, love I think that it's. Line. It's good value, actually, just because mm-hmm. we've talked about the of the Badger schedule and how it's fairly light. This is the last year of the West. This is the last year it's going to be like this. And obviously, the Ohio State game is going to be the, the big tough one. But if we can find a way to win that game, regular season, undefeated, it's not out of the question. Is it likely? Of course not. But 19-1 to 1 odds on the Badgers to basically not trip up against one of these other lesser teams and then beat Ohio State at home, by the way. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, I think you, you could really make a case for that being a solid way to put a low dollar amount. Right? It's like a $10 bet or something fun on that, but it's still 19 to one. I mean, it could happen. Not likely. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Even believe is not saying it's going to happen, but I'm taking the 19 to one for a low dollar amount because why not? We mm-hmm. have an easy schedule. It's, it's not completely out of the question. Right. And listen, when you're talking about 19 plus 1900, you're talking about things that are inherently unlikely. Like we, we're, we're acknowledging the fact that this is not likely going to happen. Nobody take this advice and go put your mortgage on it, but <laughs> believe, please, <laughs> or do it and live large, you know, YOLO do you, but um, yeah, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And then you just root along. Why not? Like plus 1900, how many games terrify you on this schedule? One. Yeah. One, one, one game. That's it. Right. That's the only terrifying game. And how many games scare you? Two. Yeah, Absolutely. Two, maybe. Right. Yeah. I mean, really two. And I, 
that's why I think that, that, that this line, this the plus 1,900 for this and the plus 800 on the conference championship, boy, you're getting really, really good value. Mm-hmm. And if you have the belief that we have in Phil Longo and Luke Fickle and everything they're doing, and, and Mordecai does not look like he did in the spring game, and Raylan Allen's running into six-man boxes, then this is the kind of stuff that – this is solid value, and it's going to be fun to see this play out as the season goes on. And it will be fun to watch these lines – change as the season goes mm-hmm. on right because these futures lines are always available and so you could see like you know after a few games and what's going on with mordecai and how the badgers are looking we're going to see some of these 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 really good value odds come down and that's okay because that just means we're doing well right no i love it uh we're gonna wrap it up there we're at 32 minutes Rajiv, as always man I, I love when you come on the show really appreciate it on wisconsin we'll talk to all y'all tomorrow uh brian smith will be coming on the show talk some recruiting um there's always stuff coming up so on wisconsin Rajiv, believe with Rajiv, and uh, let's keep it going.